Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 110-103. Warriors up seven. They trail by 19 in the first half. Curry to Moody. Moody still out there. Over to Draymond. Hand off Thompson. Splits the traffic down the lane. Right hand slam. Clay Thompson. Timeout Dallas. Warriors up nine. 3.52 to go and... Clay Thompson really happy with that one. Bounces his way back into the Warriors huddle. Now back to 95-7, the game. You know what? I have just, that highlight makes me believe the Warriors are in the finals already. You know why I believe that? I think Tim Roy is in finals mode. (laughs) Like, I think he's watching the series going, all right. I got to save myself and get my aim. He's doing a great job, but you know he's like, oh, I've seen this before. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks when the finals begin. I that highlight for some reason it resonated. I've been I've been friends with Tim for about a quarter century. One of the great announcers in the NBA, but that highlight I could just hear it in his voice. He's like, "All right, we got this one. We'll see you guys coming up in a few weeks." <laughs> you so, might be right. Yeah, I know. Right. I hope it happens. That'd be great for everybody. Welcome in hour number three with Dan Devone and Medium Cozumar. We are cruising through. We're just we were just. Dan and I, for those of you who have heard us for a year now, right? About a year yeah. together. Today is the official first day we've actually met. I've seen you. I don't know if we've talked about this. When you were in Seattle working, yeah. and I would be up there whether I was working. I'm trying to think of the years that you were there. I was either working for Sacramento or Houston at the time. And we'd go into town, and you're always watching the evening news and finding out how you guys are covering the Sonics at the time. So I've seen you work, mm. but that's the only time I've really seen you. Yeah, you as well. And obviously everybody yeah. knows who you are. And, but, and uh, so Here we go. Yeah, and it's a mutual admiration society. I knew the guy, and I'm like, oh, and then we've told the stories about the WWE and how what a great career you've had, and you've seen a little bit of me. But today, for the first time, we saw each other at the doorstep right here, and we gave a hug. It was a great way to start the day. This is a much better way to I enjoy doing to this. work. Yeah. No, being able to see it's a better uh, connection. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, we're having a good time. By the way, what's going on? Can we take a quick five second <laughs> update on the PGA championship? Yes, yes, we can. Let's find out what's going on. I, I and I know the biggest story, unfortunately, for golf is no matter who's leading in the PGA championship, weather? weather's number I think weather's story number two. I can't stand cold weather golf. I agree with you on that one. I agree. I played a little watching and or playing, yeah. I played windy golf oh. on Friday and I was awful. 
I, sh- I would have gone to the pro shop to ask for my money back. It was such a horrible round, but someone else paid for me. So I should have just paid the guy double. Can you play the win at this juncture? Can you know how to? I can't play. I just took up the game 13 months ago. Yeah, yeah. The course was too tough for me, and the wind really ate me alive. Yeah. But I think the number two story has been weather because it went from the 80s to the 50s, right? And rain from the 80s or 90s and humid in Tulsa to the 50s and rainy, and it's a, another cold day today. But I think the number one story, and I don't know if this is good for golf anymore, is Tiger shot a 79. Yeah. And he can't play on his final day. And more people are talking about that. And granted, brave to give it an effort. Coming back from a horrible, tragic, you know, car sure, wreck. Sure. And I think that's all great. But golf's gotta get back to telling their own great stories for us to care about that. At some point, Tiger's not gonna be Tiger anymore. And and I just think Tiger is such a big presence out there. And I'm a Tiger guy. I'm pro Tiger, right? Day one starts, I want him to be on day four. Um, but I think that's number one. Weather is number two. And I don't know who's in the lead as number three. That, well, that's that's the bottom line. Is that I don't know. It's 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 sort of irrelevant. You know, we were talking about Joe Lacob and how he enjoys home games. Mm-hmm. Well, just think about it from the network and what Tiger means if he's there on a Sunday. I guarantee you, if he's even sniffing or in the hunt on a Sunday, what that means in terms of revenue and viewership, as opposed to today when you and I are like, oh, who's winning this thing? I don't know. It's kind of cold out there. That's that's everything when it comes. I don't know if there's been one athlete. One, that has meant a direct cause and effect in terms of money to a network and to a brand like that of Tiger and Golf. Don't you think if the executives knew last night that Tiger wasn't going to make it this morning, they would have done all they could to pray and tell just whatever he needed. Just say, don't announce it now. Don't announce yeah. it now. Don't announce it now. Wait, wait, because whatever his tea time was going to be, wait until just before the tea time so we can at least get eyeballs up until that point. <laughs> That's a good point. Because you're right. Last night when you're going to bed and you, you realize, well, he's going to think about it, and then it, it leaks out. He's not going to play. And, you know, God bless him for trying. I'm a fan. But when he said he wasn't going to play, I think a lot of people probably said, you know what? It's going to be secondary to me today. Tiger not there. It's going to be secondary. Are you missing Phil on the tour? Yeah, and what's – where is he? At least I know Tiger's got the injury. What the hell is going on with Phil? He's trying to figure out what's going on in Saudi Arabia and Dubai and all these other areas. Does of the anybody world. know where he is? No, he's in seclusion. He's in seclusion since the, the story. There's a book out now, and I forget the name of the book. There's a new book out about Phil, and he did. Phil Mickelson talked to the writer of this, the author, and the author used those quotes, and, and Phil claims that he thought it was off the record. And uh, since then, and he made some some bad references about Saudi Arabia and some of the horrible things that go on there, and he's been in seclusion ever since. Literally, nobody knows where nope. this guy is. Nope, nobody knows. Uh, this is really bizarre as I far know. as Phil Mickelson. And I think, you know, listen, I, I think it's – I wish the guy were playing. And I know that they're trying to start this new tour where they're really paying a lot of guys, and I think they threw nine figures at Phil Nick- Mickelson. Nine figures at a guy. I mean – and I know he's already got a lot of money, but no, if someone it's said nine figures, it's got to turn your head. Yeah. And his idea was he was going to change the PGA and change the way they they treat athletes because they want the athlete wants to have more say over their marketing power. I don't know what the end result is. I think it's not good for golf to have those guys done. All right, let's get. We got to get to that guy. Oh, that guy. That guy. You're in Oakland. That guy. I told you you'd start us off in the eleven o'clock hour. You do that, that guy. Welcome in here on a Sunday on 95.7 The Game. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, can you hear me pretty good? 
Yes. Yes, you sound great. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, this is uh, this is pretty cool. I, this is like turning on uh, the TV in the evening or something, and it's a Tuesday, but your Thursday show comes on. Devone, my man, you're in the morning. I'm not used to this. <laughs> yeah, this is unusual for me as well. He looks yeah. he looks so camera ready though. I'll be honest with you. Devone comes in camera ready. I got a baseball cap on. I'm wearing glasses. I haven't combed my hair since yesterday morning. <laughs> That's like like Dib says he he's got a face for radio. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> hey, so so this is like scrub scrub dub Sunday this morning. It I is. appreciate it. it. I like that scrub dub Sunday. I, I like that. Yeah. Comments on uh, I got some comments on the dubs, but Devone, hey, I need you to settle a, a bet for me. What's the correct pronunciation for Hawaii? Is it Hawaii? Hawaii. Hawaii. Thank you. Yeah, I got a buddy going there, and I told him, hey, it's actually Hawaii because I used to hear it on the uh, Hawaiian Airlines, and he thought I was crazy. But hey, and then this whole thing with uh, Mickelson, this. Uh, his mom, I guess, just came out yesterday and said, he's somewhere having fun, don't worry about him. But right. talk about a bizarre thing. And then was it Norman over there causing trouble? And then you had uh, Nichols, uh, Jack, the Golden Bear, saying that, uh, you know, these guys are kicking around all this money and it's hard to turn down. So yep. we'll see what happens with that. And like you, what you guys are saying, he, meaning Tiger, well, forever, he, forever he's going to carry – you know, the press with him. It would be like Tyson on his last leg, and he's, you know, fighting some scrub. He's going to take the, the headlines over any, you know, any up-and-coming heavyweight or, or boxer. So I think we'll forever have Tiger. As long as he's holding the clubs and he hasn't given it up, he'll command uh, the press. And as far as the Dubs, as a true fan, I think we just want these series to end. We don't really want them to go seven. I mean... The thing is, for for Joe, if it goes five, he's getting another, you know, he's getting another home game. So a gentleman sweep would be good for him. And and we just want these uh, prelims to be over. And then if it goes seven in the finals, then so be it, because that's it. You know, there's no there's no other games coming after that. Right now, we want our guys to get rested. We want to see if Iguodala is going to come back. We want to see uh, if GP3 is going to be healthy to start the finals. So Get these things over with ASAP, and then if the finals go seven, then let 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 it rip. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Uh, I'll catch you on the rebound. Thanks, that guy. We appreciate it. That's a very nice call. We do appreciate that guy bringing it strong here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. His line is open. He mentioned Andre Iguodala in there. Do the Warriors need Andre Iguodala? Right now, no. I don't think so either. But he is still a vital member of this team. He's one of those guys that when he's not playing, we can have that conversation. And then when he gets on the floor, you're like, oh, yeah, he's so smart. He means so much to the team. And he is a – I think sometimes you can use him when you get into those flurries as they're prone to with the turnovers. Mm-hmm. I think he's sort of that calming influence. Like, Steph, we don't need to throw a one-handed skip pass, no look across the court. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's not do that. And maybe Steph just recognizes he didn't even throw that pass because, you know, he's got that guy on the floor. Uh, but in terms of being an MVP of the finals, those days are clearly behind him. But no I think question. there's an element that they're a better team with him from a cerebral sense these right. days. All right, I can, buy, I can buy that. And when you get to the finals, you're going to need that. Finals are a different beast. They could be played at a different speed. Would you have a preference, whether it's Boston or Miami? Well, I want to see Boston. I, I think you're going to see Boston. That's my opinion. Yeah. 
a little cynical, but also I just think you're going to see Boston. But boy, Miami, I that Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's, no, he's worth the they're, price they're, of admission. Well, they're up two one now, right? No, it's yeah, two one. They got the win the other day, but Jimmy Butler goes down at halftime. Yeah, you had everything. Tatum go down. One other Celtic went down. They they both came back in the ball game. Yeah, Marcus Smart. That that's it. And they it is a brutal series, man. The reason I want Boston is because of what we were talking about earlier: the histrionics, the Garden Parquet floor yep. of Celtic fans. Yep. And I also think I enjoy when there's a Memphis on the menu. And there's that sort of sport hate or the rivalry because it's Dylan Brooks, it's John Morant. They're players that people can dig their teeth into. Dallas, like, what are you going to – you going to hate on D- Davis Bertrands? No. Or even even Luka. I know a lot of people don't – I'm a big Luka fan. You know what? I like Luka, but he is a he is he's, a he's ball hateable. holder. He, yeah. is, he just – he stops the offense. As great as he is individually, sometimes it's a little boring. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. he is? He's Dallas's LeBron. He's the other guy. I'll tell you another thing. He goes to the basket and doesn't score. His arms are up in the air, and he's looking at the referee. He is the Mavericks LeBron is what he is. You know who did that more than anybody? Who? It's the guy that they're going to give the award under his name, and that is Magic Johnson. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Because he cried a lot. I still have a hard time, and partly because he's a Laker. But I've never been. He's the greatest point guard ever. But that tarnishes you. As a younger person growing up and watching the sport, and you don't like him because he plays for the Lakers. Yeah. Those sort of the optics of players, maybe they don't realize that. Do you think it's something they take into account? Like if I'm mm. Steph or somebody and I, I'm like, okay, I recognize I'm now being considered in the conversation I'm LeBron, I'm being the greatest of all time. Maybe I shouldn't do this because there is a legacy thing that I should be aware of. Do I want to go out as a whiner? Boy, that's a great question. Do guys think of legacy? At some point. Yeah, it does. Maybe, and maybe there are some who think of it immediately. Um, and feel they're going to have that great career, and throughout they're continually honing their image. I do think LeBron's – listen, LeBron's going to go down as the greatest of his era, but he is also going to be tarnished with the biggest complainer and the worst general manager and a coach killer. <laughs> right? That's part of his legacy. You know, it's like the Baseball Hall of Fame. How can you not put the guys who use the steroids? It's a museum. That's part of the history of the game. Part of LeBron's history is that. Does, I don't get the – sense that Steph Curry looks at his life and career in legacy standing. I think he looks at it as I'm having so much fun and I'm good at this that he just wants to continue on the ride. I could be wrong. He could be handcrafting all this stuff behind the scenes. What's my next maneuver? How do I get this? I just don't get the sense that he's that guy. I think to answer my own question, I think you are who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why Draymond, as much as he drives a guy like me nuts, is they have to be they have to be genuine to themselves. And as competitors, and this even gets back to Magic Johnson, as competitors and people that expect to win, that's the only way they know how to play. Right. Every call has got to go my way. Got to win every game. Yep. Every 50-50 ball has got to be mine. Referees aren't right. I'm right. Like, that's the way these dudes are wired in life and on the floor. And if they were to diminish, just take that back. If we were to have that conversation and say, hey, think about your legacy and dial that in, I don't think they'd be the same player. Yeah, that's a great point. There are people wired to everything is a battle. It's a zero-sum game. I either win it or I lose it, and that's what makes their greatness. Some people are, you know, I what is it? I, I give along to get along or some phrase where you just, you know, you just want to we're in the same room. We're fighting for the same fight. Let's work on this together. Other people have to win every minute battle. 
And those might be the greatest of all time. The Michael Jeffrey Jordans, who everyone said that you saw him in his his own produced documentary, Pitching Pennies Against the Guy Who's the Usher. <laughs> the guy with the perm. Exactly. <laughs> perm dude. He's Jack Sigma perm. He is in a, you know, a bees to the wall uh, shootout with a guy pitching pennies. <laughs> right? And it didn't mean anything. My, it's not going to change my, but the, the usher, that's a big deal. So, but Michael was, was, he was cut from that cloth. Phone calls. Let's get to Belmont. All right. 888 Gabe, what's happening on Sunday? How you doing today, Gabe? Hey, can you hear me? What's going on, buddy? Hey, um, I was just calling in uh, my point of view on Andrew Wiggins. Uh, he's my MVP because he's just rebounding everything. He's putting his all, really. And he's really like the energy output nowadays because with the youngsters, he's really supporting them. Um, and he's really just all his energy means a lot to the team, I think. Hey, Gabe. So, thank you, guys. Yeah, wait, hold on there, Gabe. Your points are dead on. Where are you right now? Are you at the Little League field? What are you doing? Oh, I was just playing tennis. Uh, I was playing tennis with a friend. Nice. Singles or doubles? Uh, doubles. I play doubles for nice. the team. I like it. Good luck in your match. That's pretty good talent, man. You're you. calling the sports station, playing a little doubles. A little windy in Belmont today. Yeah. A little windy. Way to go. Play the wind. Right. Gabe getting it done. <laughs> good job. Andrew Wiggins fan. You know what? Wiggins is going to play tonight. That's according to Steve Kerr. Then we did hear Andrew Wiggins himself. He said it was a little tweak, but he'll be ready to go tonight. Back to Wiggins. Thank you, Matthew. Is it for the Warriors to win tonight? Does Wiggins need to continue to do what he can do defensively to muck up Luca? And Looney's going to get a piece of that action as well. Is is Wiggins essential for them tonight? No. I don't think he's essential because they have, as you said, there's so many guys. Let me just let me spin that on you a little okay. bit. If you're Luca, is Wiggins in your head? Are any of the Warriors in your head? Well, I guess he lit it up for 40, so no one's really stopping him. But no, is he but aware? they're making him work hard. Yeah. Right? They're making him work hard. Oh, that that's the other. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That's the other thing about Wiggins is while Wiggins is doing a good job defensively, the difference between Wiggins and, say, Looney or anybody else that's watching him is that when Wiggins and Luka are watching one another, Wiggins makes Luka work on the defensive end. Meaning that's Luka, a good point. Wiggins is going at the rim, mm-hmm. and I think that's by design, because I think Coach Kerr is like, let's have this guy expend energy on both ends of the floor. I need you to get aggressive, attack Luka. Let's get Luka into action. Whereas I don't think Looney and the others have that capability. I think you make a great point. Making a guy play 48 minutes, both ends of the floor – will take something away from his game at the offensive side. Yeah. Game one, if you're a body language watcher, game one, when Luka gets scratched on the face, they don't blow the whistle, and he's got that scratch on his face, the whole thing. There was a point in the second half of the game one, you just read his body language, and it and was he's saying, checked out. Yeah, I, I'm. what am I doing here? He's like, this is not for me tonight. Please, let's end this thing. Let's get, let's move on to game two because this is a I'm getting beat up out here. The whistle's not going my way. It's a big eighteen thousand person party in here, you know, and they're doing it at my expense. Let's just end it. So I read that same thing you did. He was done with game one. Yeah, I'll meet you on the bus. Yeah, it was midway in the early in the fourth quarter. It's like this isn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and he's one of those guys that, as we have talked about, he's so animated that you can actually read. 
his body language, and you know when he's into it, and he clearly had checked out in that contest. Back to the phone calls, 888 James in Palo Alto. James, welcome in to 95.7 The Game. What about Steve Kerr, and what about the rookies in this series? Hey, James. Did he shut it down on us? All right. Uh, thanks, James. Call back if we had a problem. Give me Dirty uh, on Alum Rock. Hey, Dirty. You're next up. Heat and the Celtics. Uh, you got Heat and Celtics, plus you want to talk about the dubs. Give me your NBA take. So uh, I just wanted to keep it to two points and keep it short. I know you guys are busy today. I appreciate you guys getting on this early, man. It was dope. I got in the car. I'm listening to you guys. I'm like, no way. I knew uh, there was going to have something in store for today. But, man, I was really glad to see because uh, I do my DoorDash thing until the Warriors start, especially on the weekends, man. It's really busy out here in San Jose. So anyways, um, I was watching that Boston and, and, and Miami game, right? And, of course, I'm paying attention to every little bit of it. I'm even watching some reruns because I want to see who we might face if we make it. So uh, being humble, I know we're going, but I uh, just want to, you know, if we make it. So I'm watching and I'm just like, yo, these guys, it, it was almost like a FIFA. Uh, it was like a um, – because I ref soccer. It was almost like a uh, one of those – adult matches that you ref and everybody's just asking for a foul falling over. I know that series is physical, but I think it's a little uh, more physical over here on the West. Uh, and, and honestly, I'm not saying that to be a favoritism because I think the Eastern Conference as a whole is a little more grittier. They have to be uh, just the way that style of play is over there in the Eastern Conference. But I wanted to get you guys' take on this. So I, he- I heard a caller last week uh, call in and bring up the guy on the, on the sideline with the white sweater on. Um, that was Hardaway Jr., correct? So uh, he had his hand in the air like he was calling for the ball. It's not enough to find a team when we're talking about playoff wins and losses on the line in a close game. Something has to be done about that. I thought it was really corny. And I also like uh, – I wanted to bring up this and see what you guys thought about this. Don't you guys like when um, other teams try to get under our skin and it kind of like pisses us off, makes us fall out? Uh, take your thoughts off the air tanks. Dirty, keep it rolling today. I know you're delivering a lot of stuff leading to uh, tip-off time. we got you live and local all day long, 95-7 the game, the proud home of the Golden State Warriors. And you can thank management here. They're the ones who are saying, hey, this is such a big series, such a big time. We want to make sure we got all our people on as long as we can. you got live and local after us today at 1 o'clock, all the way leading up to 4.30 pregame, 6 o'clock tip-off. So a lot of things he was chewing on on that thing there. He, had, he went a lot of different directions on that thing. Yes, I like when teams try to get under the Warriors' skin because I don't think the Warriors bite. I think they just play through all that. I do think sometimes they, they're they the smartest kid in the room sometimes where they don't have time for the, the, the childish games that everyone else is playing. They're a man of letters. They don't have time for the childish games. We're here for business. So you can try to get under our skin. We're just going to keep running up and down the floor and doing what we do best. Speaking of which... How long before we see somebody on the opposing team? Could be Dallas, but I do think it's coming. That puts Steph and or the Warriors to sleep. That we're going to see that signature move that it's time. It's night-night. Is that what it's called, Bride Night-night? That's going to happen. At some point, somebody is going to make that statement at Steph and the Golden State Warriors that we're putting you to bed. And then we'll see how the I hope. I hope it happens. Right? Game I, on. There's got to be Luka, right? It's got to be Luca, right? Do you think Luca? I don't know if is Luca that guy. Yeah, yeah Luca's that guy. Is Luca that yeah. guy? Luca's that guy. If Steph did the night night, Luca's definitely doing the night night. If they win tonight, 
Oh, man, I'll tell you something. I, I would almost, again, I'm just speaking as a fan. I'm not telling you what I want to happen. I'm, tell, I'm not telling you what I think will happen. I'm telling you what I would love to see. I would love to see Luca run it up to Warriors and give me the night-night. I would love to see Luca give me the night night and have those Dallas fans going crazy because that makes for a better series. Here's why I like Luca. And anybody that complains, they just lose me. I talked about the greatest of all time, one of the greatest of all time, Magic Johnson. And the only wart I see on that guy is the fact that he just he complained too much for me. The complaining aside, Luca, I mean, keep in mind, what was he like 16 years old yeah. when he went to play for Real Madrid? Yeah. Yep. And he's winning Euro championships out there in Europe. Yep. And then he plays for the Slovenian national team. No, this is as big as the stage is. He's 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 seen more and he's done more. And I don't know if you know anything about that. You're, I was reading this book about what they do out there in Europe. They throw coin. They they'll take a match, mm-hmm. or they'll take a lighter, cigarette lighter, and like a nickel or penny, whatever's in your pocket. Yeah. They'll light it right. Yeah. Get it, and they start hurling it. Oh, I've heard about that. At yeah. players. Yeah, they and throw they, them. Yeah, in the arena. In the arena. Yeah, they're they're throwing heated coins at players on the court. There's Fireworks going off in the place. It's doing? like there is nothing. I mean, he's seen it and he's been there and done that. And in fact, the guy can speak fluent Spanish, you know, four different languages. I know people right now are like, Dan, give me a break. But hey, I respect certain people. Oh, uh, you know what? You can respect the guy. If you can't respect this game, then you're not a basketball fan. Listen, it's okay to be a Warrior fan and say that number 77 is a surreal talent. He is. Will he be the best player of his generation? I don't know if that's going to be the case. But, man, he is sure entertaining, and he alone can keep them in a series. But to get to the greater point, you know, we're going to step aside, and I wanted to get this going at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. You made some points about Dallas and Game 2. I want to bring those points back, and then I want to take the two teams and their playing styles and and just try to decide what is more likely to happen in this series. That's all coming straight ahead. We'd love to hear more from you on the Xfinity mobile text line at 888-957-9570. That's the same number as the phone line. Dan Devone is here. I am Jim Cozumore. We are live and local all day long on your home of the Warriors, leading until tip-off at 6 on 95.7 The Game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Pick and roll. Pass behind Draymond. He has to go back and get it. Throws it over to Wiggins. Wiggins now puts it on the deck. Backs down Brunson. Shoveled up top to Draymond. Takes a three. Good! Draymond from downtown. 105-96. Now back to 95-7 the game. Well, if Draymond's hitting three balls, this thing is going to be over by halftime tonight. It's the Dallas Mavericks in a must-win game against the Golden State Warriors. Dubs up two games to none. And for Dallas, they get this one. You know what? Maybe you get a little bit of hope. Quite frankly, they should be pretty darn worried because they have not looked good in these two games. They played their best basketball, I think, in game number two and still fell short. We'll continue on that stuff in just a second. But one thing I wanted to get to, we were listening, the music that led into yeah, that section. Yeah, I was going to say, who was that working for the weekend? I forgot. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Let me, let me, I'm not going to look it up. Do you know Coz? I don't. I have guesses, but I don't know. Wait. I'm looking. You want me to guess first? I'm looking. Okay. Right, you're blowing me up. It's okay. Lucille. Lucille. <laughs> no, I'm looking right at you, so I want to assure you that I'm not looking this up online. No, yeah, yeah. We're on the same team okay. here. I just have guesses. Honor I'm not sister. looking up anything. Uh, God, not Men at Work. That was the Australian no. band. You want me to guess first? Yeah, go ahead. White Snake. No. Was it White Snake? Everybody's working for the week. Ah, kid. We should know it. It's bad that we don't know it. It's not ABC. No. It was one of the uh, one of the great skits in SNL history is the late Chris Farley and the late, who's the guy in Dirty Dancing? The, uh... Not Jennifer Grey, the boyfriend of Jennifer Grey. The oh, guy um, from uh, yeah, who passed away from cancer. Yes, exactly. Um, so those two guys. Uh, he was in Roadhouse. Yeah, Patrick. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Thank you. And so, it is Loverboy. The fourteen-year-old guy. Loverboy. Thank you. Come Lover on, Loverboy. Four one five. Thank you so much. Well done. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, That's pretty the, bad that Brian, sixteen years oh of age, God. got Patrick Swayze. Unbelievable. I know. It's the, the gray matter is just unbelievable. So that skit on SNL is considered one of the great skits of all Shout time. Shout out to The Outsiders. Yes, you, that's another great movie. What a cast on The Outsiders. What a cast on The Outsiders. If you haven't Phenomenal. seen it, look at the cast on The Outsiders, including C. Thomas Howell, if you remember him. Uh, he uh, He's one of the great actors at that point. Uh, Rob Lowe, talking about Rob Lowe. Sure. And we're Stay talking. golden, pony boy. Stay golden. Boom. So we got a lot of stuff in there. Anyway, that song that we were talking about was a great song's Lover Boy. So Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley did this bit where they were both trying out for the Thunder from Down Under or from, you know, one of those all-male dance yeah. troops. And it's one of the funniest skits. If you search it on YouTube, it is hilarious. All right. But I was listening to a podcast uh, by Dana Carvey, Bay Area Guy, great one of those talented human beings, one of the greatest still SNL. Still going, still does stand uh, He's fabulous, yeah. right? Up in Marin, fabulous. And then um, he does it along with David Spade. And they were talking to one of the lead writers of all time. And the lead writer said, I think his name is James Downey. He said, we wrote that sketch or skit and we thought it was really funny. And then years later, like known as one of the top 10, he said, I happened to stumble on it at one point on YouTube and I watched it. And then he goes, I started to read the comments underneath it. People today look at that sketch and they say how horrible that they would make fun of Chris Farley's weight and how evil and mean-spirited and they should cancel the guy who wrote that thing. And they and they know that Spade was embarrassed about the whole bit. 
Today's view of the world is so different than 20 years ago's view of the world versus 40 years ago view of the world. That's one of the great skits of all time. Today's viewer of SNL thinks it was fat shaming. Yeah, no, it's it's another world we live in right now. Unbelievable. I mean, if you were to watch, I don't know the rules anymore. Look at the old sitcoms. Yes, and things we sort of took for granted. You would shudder. You're like, oh wow, yep. there is no way you would get away with that dialogue in this day and age. No, not in 2022. Not at all. You could not do it, even in a mocking way. You couldn't get away with it. What do you have, Brian? The cast is just outstanding. Going back to the Outsiders, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze. Tom Cruise, just yep. outstanding. Yeah, yeah it's wow. a, it was, I'm telling you, if you go see that movie, that is a great, great... Emilio Estevez. Oh, I forgot about that. Charlie Sheen's uh Diana brother. Lane. What's with Tom Cruise in the remake of Top Gun? What's going on here? Is this thing any good? Dude, it's Cruise. It's going to be great. Guess what? He's going to win. Win what? I got whatever it is. Because he's always like the greatest bartender. The greatest airline pilot. Oh, oh, when, yeah. Everything he does, he's the greatest. Oh, he's still flying? No. It's not like a Rocky sequel where he's a coach? He's still. No, I think he's the real deal. All oh, right. It might be one of those things where they got to bring him back in to win the big fight, the big, the big aerial battle, and only the old guy can do it. It might be. I don't know. But I'm telling you, my money is on Cruz winning in the end. That dude... Wait, there's somebody else in that show that I really enjoy. Oh, it's the guy that, that did Mad Men. Uh, John, John Ham? Yeah, John Ham's got a significant role in that. He does? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I got to check that out. That's those two handsome men right there. Mad Men was one of the best. I don't know. If you got into Mad Men, Mad Men was... I'm highly critical when it comes to these sort of things. Are you? Yeah, Mad Men, Mad Men knocked it out. And John Ham. I don't know if you've seen John Ham on Larry David. Larry David, of course, is... If I had to stream something now, what would I want to stream? Oh, you're setting me up here. <laughs> Look at this. We were playing volleyball, and I just laid up a... Yeah, he's he's going to whack this one down. You teed, teed me up here on the eighth. No, there's a lot of good stuff. I don't, I, don't, I don't really get into stuff. I'm not one of those people, but from time to time, I get hooked. But Bad Vegan, have you seen it? I've read about okay. bad, bad vegan. And Interesting no, stuff. But man. this is like a, a restaurateur, right? Yeah, it just but it's more. It just gets into the human psyche, why people do what it is that they do. It just it goes down a lot of rabbit holes and just beyond. You got to get beyond sort of the salacious crap no, that. Happened. But aren't I watching for the salacious stuff? <laughs> I mean, Coast. I want to know. Coast, now are you are you binge watching? Is it like within an okay. hour within within an afternoon? That's what are a we great question. About? So I I use the term. I was binge watching. A particular show, which meant to me, I watched it once a day, every day. Okay, and then Craig Valentino, who's going to be working the Warrior game later, he he like cuts into the show and he goes, he's laughing. He's like, that's not binge watching, that's watching a show. Yeah, that's not binge watching. And, and I'm now. like, I'm binging it. I'm like, it's the only show I'm watching one a day. I'm that guy. That's what I like to do. He's like, that's not binge watching. Binge watching is getting up. Like if you're hungover and you just lay on the couch and you're watching one show from 10 in the morning until 10 at night and you're watching all the episodes, that's binge watching. I don't binge anything. Then. And you do a John Daly where you crush 21 cigarettes, 12 Diet Cokes, and eight packs of peanut M&Ms. I got something for you yeah. that I started to get into. People were like, oh, you got to check this out. So I had some time on a flight recently. Are you into this, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing? You know what? I've, I've, I was... In it, I wasn't in it. Then That's it was good. around me so much, I was in it, and now there's too much, and I'm out. I, I was out, in, out. That's where I am with uh, Depp Heard. 
There is real drama there because that's real life, obviously. That's courtroom. I was back drama. in when Ellen Barkin took the stand. <laughs> Barkin, what, not going to lie to you, you I got can't a little make that stuff up. got a little thing for Ellen Barkin. <laughs> now though, you see even now, ah, it doesn't matter to oh, me. She's hard. I know man. the I know the picture in my mind. She reminds me of like one of the Simpson sisters. She just looks like she's smoking a cigarette, <laughs> just going hard at Johnny Depp. She just oh, she railed on Johnny Depp, and even Johnny Depp's like, you know what, man. I know there's like 50 million scahoots on the line here. It's a defamation <laughs> case. But I got to laugh my ass off. Ellen Barkin's cracking on me. It was too funny. Dude, Ellen Barkin in that movie with uh, uh, Pacino, was it? Uh, oh, man. Start the music. Sea of again. Love. Sea of Love. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a lot of Ellen Barkin. I think that was Ellen Barkin. That's a win. Look I up Sea of Love. That's a win. She apparently was, you know, one of the starless bowing I mean, good enough for Johnny Depp. Exactly. And and she's like eight or nine years older than Johnny Depp. So, you know, she oh, was she, looks it now. she was into the kinder at that point. She's dipping down to the young ones. You know? I mean, come on, Ellen. So but, but the whole play to Johnny Depp, though. I mean, it's sort of sad in a way, but it's horribly sad. It's, He's a tremendous actor. Here's the thing. Just sort of in a general sense, we think about this gets back to that coconut on with the Academy Awards. Not Chris Rock, but the guy who slapped him in the face is Will Smith. Yeah. Wow, dude. How we sit here and Good we time. Like, that was great work. We envy these people. I mean, there's sure I'm sure there's a lot of people from afar like, God, Will Smith. He's got life by the arse. I mean, he's got a beautiful wife. He's got yeah. multiple homes. He's got millions of dollars. Same thing with Johnny Depp. And then you see him, what it takes for a guy to walk on stage and then slap another dude in the in the grill and then sit back down and then unleash all this rage where you're dropping f-bombs in front of the world yeah you see that and you're like wow, how can dude. somebody who's supposedly that comfortable be filled with so much anger i'm so much better off i hang out with a surfer by the name of tony man uh -huh. i think he, he might be homeless and this dude is just he smokes pot and he's always smiling and he does yoga and, get, and i'm always like what, what's the secret to your life yeah. why are you smiling yeah. He says, just get, you know, do your personal network, get inside, get introspective. You're good with that. Life is an amazing thing. And he's a brilliant guy. By the way, he's from New York. He's just a really, really smart guy. He just does his own thing now. And I think about him mm -hmm. in his little sort of small world where he's whatever it is. I mean, he doesn't own much. He doesn't have much. And that guy is so content with himself. And yet here are these people who got supposedly everything and they're dropping F-bombs in front of the world because yeah. they're filled with so much rage. That's amazing, right? And that, that, that's a great little thumbnail sketch on what life is, you know, and the old don't judge a book by its cover scenario. But you're absolutely right on that stuff. All right, we got we to swing this thing back to the Warriors and Mavs because they get rolling tonight in game number three. We had some good stuff going there, but that's okay. Back to Wiggins. Thank you. The Dubs do have something going tonight. And you, you know, you opened up the show and you pointed out the Mavericks in game two and some of the statistical things that went on for them. I don't know if you, you have them on your fingertips. I don't want to make you jump through hoops. But if you look at the Mavericks in Game 2, statistically, pretty much everything went their way, didn't it? Yeah. For the Mavs? For the Mavs. Yeah. 21 threes. 21 threes. Luka's got 40-plus. And then you got Brunson going for 30-plus right. points. I don't think it gets any better than that. And the thing is, is that they're so one-dimensional. They're sort of like what the Warriors were against Memphis when I was screaming at the TV, like, who on the team can get to the rim? They're just a bunch of jump shooters. And so you're living and dying by that thing. Right. If you're making your jump shots, because you've got no other way of scoring the ball other than Luka, but you've got to make your jump shots. And if you do, it's going to be a ball game. If you, if you don't, then you're going to get boat raced again. I yeah. mean, there is no 
there is no happy medium with this Dallas Maverick team right now. And my view of of the performance they had on two, on game two, in which you get those numbers you talk about, 21 threes, Luka's big game, Brunson's backing it up. That's as good as it gets for the Dallas Mavericks, and they fell short. But let me ask you this. What's more likely to happen? Dallas to have another performance like that or the Warriors just to keep doing what they're doing? Yeah. And I think it's the Warriors to just keep doing what they're doing. Dallas has to hit on all cylinders and hope something goes wrong for the Golden State Warriors to have an opportunity. And I just think game one, when Steph isn't shooting the ball well early, and there's a little angst in the building when Steph gets off to a slow start and misses free throws, and Jordan Poole just becomes otherworldly, that's what this team is. This yeah, team, the depth. Boom. Right? Let's drop the mic and go home. Let's just, exactly. Let's Brian, leave can it. you close for the next hour and 15 minutes? Go to go to uh, national programming, and then Kyle and Whitey will take over whenever they decide. Coz, sure, I'll just take over for the next hour. Do yeah, it. Because that's, that's everything on this basketball team right now. Because if it's Steph that's not cooking on a particular quarter, Clay will pick you up. We right. saw Clay not score in the first half of game one. That's all right. Jordan Poole's gone. If those guys don't have it, well, Wiggins, Wiggins is having an offensive mind. There are just too many things that you have to contend with. Not only if you're the Dallas Mavericks, but I think going forward, yeah. if you're Boston or Miami or whomever. I mean, what does Boston got? They got Tatum. Yep. Jalen Brown's a good player. Yep. But again, the drop-off, there is no Jordan Poole waiting in the wings. Marcus Smart? They, he's okay. He's a great defender. But does he scare you offensively, Brian? Yeah, no, no, not necessarily. But just defensively, I'm talking about he can lock up stuff. Is he their Draymond Green? Yeah. Yeah, I would have Bro, to say so. You know we're so. going to clip your mic if you disagree with us. You can talk as much as you want, but you've no, got to be in no, concert. I, 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 I agree with you. There's no one on the Dallas Mavericks right now who necessarily scare me. I mean, I guess Spencer Dinwiddie, he can get hot, but Jalen Brunson doesn't really scare me. Davis Bertans, no. No one really scares me on the and, Dallas and Mavericks. Think about the landscape of the NBA where you got Tatum and Brown. And then Miami's got huh, Miami's hard pressed to even have one star. That's sort of the knock on them. Jimmy Butler, right? But but do you qualify him as a top tier player? Bam out of Bayou. You're not bam a Bam out of Bayou guy. Players, but- he had a huge game in game in the game in game three. He had a huge game when Butler goes out. He comes in hey. and is the guy. Yeah. Don't a- don't forget about Kyle Lowry and also don't forget about Victor Oladipo on that team too. That they have yeah, a lot of players, depth. But but they're not attacking the rim and giving me the sort of. Seven guys in double digits like that are the Golden State Warriors. But here's why I do forget about those guys. Lowry just missed a bunch of games and was coming back. Uh, Aladipo was missing games and had to come back. Adebayo's playing. Butler is now missing game or missed the second half of a game. I, I Listen, I love the grittiness and the toughness of the Miami Heat. I don't know if you can sustain getting over so many bumps and bruises and bang ups as they're going through and have to get through the war of the Eastern yeah, Conference no. and have something left in the in the finals. I totally agree with you, Coach. And I, these might not be the sexiest names, but don't forget about Tyler Hero. And I also like the Martin kid out of Nevada. I believe it's Cody yes. Martin out of the, not Caleb. No, I believe it is Caleb Martin. It's Caleb. It's He's, Caleb, and Cody's the brother. Which was a great story at Nevada. UNR. Well, you're, you're, our guy oh, Brian's a UNR guy. Wolfpack. He's working. I'm yeah. not yeah. Shout out my Wolfpack. I actually played pickup basketball with both Martins. Great guys. Great basketball players. Why, if they've got a scholarship, are they playing pickup with a bunch of uh, the scrubs? Because Why, they Brian? love basketball. 
Jam tape. You're not gonna. You're not basketball. gonna stick your foot underneath theirs when they're jumping when they're jamming on you, and you've got your foot underneath, and they roll an ankle, and there goes their NBA career. What are they thinking? I should be their agent. No, no, no. We were just talking about the Sweet Sixteen they actually got to when they beat Cincinnati yep. in that year too. Shout out the Wolfpack baby. Shout out Eric Musselman, head coach at the time. Now your Arkansas Razorback head coach, Bay Area guy, former Warrior coach, yeah, former King. Yep, and his, his son played at Monta Vista High School out in the East Bay. Oh, is that right? Yeah, his son was on a team that went pretty deep in the. I don't know if they won the state top finals that year. They went pretty deep in the uh, in the state championship. So your daughter, do you mind if I ask where she's? Do you yeah. not want to go there? No, we can talk about it. Tennessee. Yeah, she's going to the University Knoxville. of Tennessee. Yep, University of Tennessee at Knoxville. Nyland Stadium. I'm sorry. Right? I know. How exciting! And she's so excited about that. So is Nyland Stadium, of course, you know, I spent time sportscasting out in Seattle. Yep. They had that venue where you could you could literally drive your boat and you could yep. party on the boat. Does Nyland Stadium have something similar to that? So they do. They have a river that leads right up to it, and right. so you're partying on the boat, but you do have to go inside the stadium to get but there. But it's open face where you can actually see the water that from the part, stadium? I don't. That part, no. But I think it's bowled off. The stadium oh, itself it is. is bowled All off. Right. And they're doing some new renovations this year. They have a stadium that had 100,000-plus seats, and they're making a renovation. We're actually taking some seats out and making a bigger arena vision board and a walking area. So they're going to lower the number of seats, but it's going to look even better. That SEC football is my, you know, that's my holy grail or my, my bucket list item. I've got to go to see SEC football at some point. It's funny. I, I announced a couple of games early in my career, but to go as a fan and just experience everything, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I stay away from Tennessee. I'm a Hawaiian Italian dude. I know you're going to get in the trees because I said that. <laughs> By the way, the text line went Ozark. Are you spending any time watching Ozark? No, I heard it. I heard, like, oh. if you watch the first one, that you've got to have a pretty tough stomach. And if you can get through it, you can watch the series. But some people can't get through, like, the very first episode. Or maybe it's the first season. Or I don't something. remember the first episode. It's pretty nasty. It's well done, though. It's a really well done. Jason Bateman, he's a genius, man. And, and he's a great comedic actor, but this is not a comedy. No, this no, is no, not no, a no, It's very dark, and it's actually really great. It's it a fantastic show. Everyone says that. I don't no. know if I have the heart, but it's pretty intense, right? Yes, like, it's very dark. It's you very gotta dark. Have a, you have got to have a that's stomach to I watch mean. it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, you know what? I've got enough darkness. Basically, don't eat laughter. before you watch well, you it. You turned me on to that Korean, that crazy Korean show with everybody like the... Um, boy, I watched the so many... Oh, Red uh, light, blue light, and then people getting crushed. Oh, God, what was that? That was a, oh, man. That series was binge-worthy. That Korean drama where it was a game where people died. <laughs> Does anyone remember the name? 888-957-9570. Uh, it was that game, that show. Red light. I had to stop watching it sometimes. Green light. I had to stop watching it. Uh, I'm because, right there with you. I'm yeah. like, no, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What's going on here? When they were playing tug of war and they like the. For their lives. Yeah, yeah for their lives. Up above yes. Life. Oh my gosh. I could not watch that. I had to. And they had the Squid old games. guy. Squid games. Thank you. And I don't know if they're doing a Squid Games too. I don't know at all. Oh, it's coming. That thing was too intense. Too stinking intense. SNL did a nice, speaking of SNL, they yeah. did a good spinoff on Squid Game. Who's the guy? Davidson? Pete Davidson? Oh, boy. That's a talent. It's, that guy's got some stuff going in his yeah. life, but he's a talent. Is he dating one of the Kardashians? Yeah, I think so. I think the main one. <laughs> the main one. They're broken up. <laughs> they're broken up? Oh, they broke up? 
There's more than one now these days. It's not It's not all about Kim. Eh, she's still. Isn't she the That's headliner? Started with Reggie Bush, right? She's the headline act, though, isn't she? I like everyone so. else is on the undercard. Well, you know how Kardashian came into fame, right? Going back in the O.J. Simpson trial. Uh, well, the dad, yeah. yeah. Okay, but I thought you meant her her initial foray into fame. Didn't her mom kind of push a video out of her? With O.J.? No, not with O.J. But her mom, I thought Kim Kardashian's mom pushed out a video of her, some thing she was doing with a famous person. I thought she was the start of it. The mom was the, the start The mom of leaked it. it. The mom leaked the tape is the news that I heard. Wow. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Um, we're being told that Kim Kardashian is still together. Yeah, with, I think uh, they are. As a matter Pete of Davidson, fact, so take that, Brian. I, I don't. Um, Pete Davidson, I like Staten Island guy. Yeah, New York City. You know, I'm a big fan of New York, and this guy is. Uh, what's the allure of the Kardashian? Maybe there's something there, man. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. Maybe I get to give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't see it. And you know, here's there's a bar in New York mm-hmm. that, and this is, has to do with the Kardashians. That if you say the word literally, they have the right to kick you out, because it's one of those sort of, you know, it's one of those really? catchphrases like literally? literally, literally. Like I'm sure your daughter might fall victim. Oh, yeah, we get a lot of that. Literally, we get a lot of literally. If you do that in this bar, you will be removed. Oh, You'll be thrown out on your bar. butt. I gotta go to that bar. Give me Stacy in Oakland, Stacy. We're going to wrap up hour number three with your phone call right here on Mavs and Warriors. Stacy, what do you want to see in the uh, game Back this evening? Hey. <laughs> hey, first of all, you guys, Squid Game, gross. Love the show. I want to see more loony offensive rebounding. That is just moving my whole heart and soul. Warriors got to clean up those turnovers, man. I understand people are like, well, they pull it out anyway, but they can have at least 20 more on the board if they start giving that ball. Stop giving that ball away. I love it. Short and concise. And, Stacy, you're absolutely right on the turnovers. We're going to get more into that when we continue in hour number four here with Dan Devone and Jim Cozumore because I want to give some props to Warrior fans. They've been doing this on the text line somewhat. But, listen, we all drink the juice of the dubs, right? We all drink dubs juice out here. But they also keep it real. We'll explain when we continue. You can hit us, 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. We'll talk more dubs. Let me see what else we got here. I mean, we might go into the grab bag here and talk about, uh, did you see Johnny Cueto's pitching back in the majors? Is he? Yeah, he's back in the majors with the Chicago White Sox. We'll try to dip in on the PGA Championship. Now the Tiger is out. We'll see if anyone uh, knows who the leader is. Who cares? We should, see? Isn't that a terrible statement? That's. I'm enjoying watching women's golf more than I've been, wa- been watching the men's I'll golf. I'll watch the women's softball. We'll watch the women's softball. We've got that going on. So we got a lot of updates coming with Devone and Co's on a sunny, beautiful day in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 